Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Red clay road to Roland Garros is winding its way through four European cities this week. After a strong week in Monte Carlo, American men struggled in Barcelona today. And it was a day of comebacks as two former U.S. Open champs returned to the tour after long layoffs. Welcome to TC Live on today's show. We'll get you all the highlights from a very busy day of tennis in Europe. Plus, Ash Barty returning to competitive sports. We'll tell you about that. And the number one American woman in the world. She's making a change. We'll tell you about that as well as we welcome you inside our studios. And we've got a new teammate here at TC Live today. That's right, Chris Eubanks, fresh off a nice run at Indian Wells. Colorful kit there, Chris. I like that. Looking good, looking good in the suit and tie as well. Welcome thank to TC so Live. Much. Great to have you here. Thank you so much, Chanda. Thank you guys for the opportunity. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Of course, Chanda Rubin on my right here as well. And we're psyched to have Chris here. Chris, you're playing well. You had a nice run in Indian Wells, a win over Maxime Cressy in your first match there. Why did you decide to take a little time away from the tour and come hang out with me and Chanda? Honestly, this has always been something that has intrigued me. I always loved the, the idea of sports media, sports broadcasting, and just kind of wanting to dabble in it a little bit. I reached out a few months ago. I know you guys at Tennis Channel do a great job of enticing players to, you know, come back, give their perspective. I jumped at the opportunity. So I reached out a couple months ago. I said, you know what, I want to do Tennis Channel. Best time to do it for me is going to be during the clay court season because post-rolling girls, my schedule really picks up between the grass and the American hardcore swing. So it was a week that worked out. I was at home. I said, you know what? Tennis Channel works out. That's going to be my priority. I get to come here, hang out with you guys, learn from some of the best in the business, and it's truly an honor. Well, you know, at times, Americans have avoided the red clay, so don't tell me that's what you're doing here with us, right? <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to give you a better answer than that, but, you know, we can talk a little I, bit I off understand. I understand the feeling, but interesting, I was looking back, you played some mixed doubles with Coco Golf, who we just saw. How was that? It's not often you get a chance to play mixed on tour, but, you know, what did you think about her then and, and kind of how she's been doing now? For me, I think there's this aura around Coco that, you know, she's this larger-than-life personality, that she's, you know, obviously one of the faces of tennis and the next generation of tennis. For me, that's like my little sister. I've known that girl since she was six or seven years old, playing in the same community in Atlanta, using actually their neighborhood's courts because we didn't live there and they were the only free courts nearby. So I know her, and to be able to play doubles with her was truly an honor. And then I realized as we got into it, I go, this girl has something special. There's a special competitive drive that's there and a, just a yearning to really want to be the best. I got to see it firsthand. She let me know at 15 if I wasn't holding up my end of the deal. So <laughs> we still talk about it to this day, but all in all, being able to see how she's progressing throughout her entire career, it, it's, it's truly pretty something pretty special. All right, well, tough day for Coco today. We'll get to highlights of her match a little bit later on. But first, we go to Stuttgart, where 2019 U.S. Open champion Bianca Andreescu starting 
her season late. She took a little break for mental health reasons, taking on a German wildcard, Julie Niemeyer. And Andrescu was in trouble in this first set. Niemeyer came out hitting big, pushing Andrescu around the court. But Andrescu battled, fought to get the break back, got it to the tie break. And this is where she started to raise her level. Andrescu not giving up ground on the baseline, started finding her range, coming in, taking balls out of the air. And that's where Andrescu is at her best. She's got such variety, good court sense. And that really came to bear. It came down to literally the two points, the last two points of the tie break. And Andrescu able to show her class. And in that second set, she relaxed a little bit more, started doing a better job behind her serve, getting more opportunities to play inside the court. And again, just beautifully constructing some of these points, hitting through big lanes. And when you're coming back from a layoff, these are the kind of matches you want to work your way through, build the confidence. And she did a fantastic job here. And Chanda, she spoke after the match about playing better and also feeling better mentally. Was struggling a lot mentally um, and yeah I just wasn't enjoying myself out there um, I really identified myself too much with the sport whenever I lost it sounds a bit dramatic but I hated myself and if I won I loved myself it was kind of like that and before I just really enjoyed playing I if I won if I lost I didn't care I was just super happy to be on court and that's kind of the mentality I want to keep uh, keep going this year Chris, you had a chance to call that match. What did you think of her form coming back after the layoff? I thought that she, just as Shonda said, she began to really work her way through the match. She started off a little bit rusty. You could tell that, you know, she really hasn't played that much tennis in the past six or seven months. When she was able to get out of that game in which Niemeyer served for the first set, saved a set point, was able to kind of squeak out of that, you could see the confidence begin to grow. She got to the breaker, played a very, very good tiebreaker, and then the aggressiveness picked up. She started trying to catch balls out the air, a few swinging volleys, a few regular volleys, and you can just see she's starting to kind of come into herself. Great second serve returns, being ultra aggressive, and as the match progressed, she started to find her range on them and then ended up with a very comprehensive win. She looked really solid. The form looked good, moved well as well. So I think she's got to feel really good about her form going into this clay court season. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough tournament to come back. You know, you've got all the best players, you know, wanting to play. It, it's a huge event from the first round. You've got tough matchups. This is one of, you know, the more manageable first rounds. And I think for Andrescu up next against Sabalenka, it helped her to have to battle against a player who was hitting big, who was kind of pushing her around the court a bit. I think as she plays more matches, she'll get more and more comfortable playing under pressure. Well, hers was not the only comeback of the day. Another former U.S. Open champion, 2020 champ, Dominic, Dominic Team. he hasn't played since June of 2021, had the wrist injury coming back today against Australian John Millman. Yeah, Millman is a tough campaigner so far behind the baseline, but he's got the wills to catch up to those balls inside the court. And in the first set, to Millman's credit, he got it tucked away, took advantage of those early opportunities, a little bit of rust in team's game, as you would expect. But team didn't go away, kept battling, finds the line there, and really started pushing Millman around the court a little bit more. He's got the beautiful backhand. He can hit with spin and variety, and they're just overpowering Millman. But into the third, Millman did a nice job resetting. And, you know, he's got some confidence from some big wins that he's had. He's a guy who knows he can hang in points, hang in rallies. And here, just using his defense, team not quite as comfortable up at the net, kind of grips that volley a little bit. And Millman took advantage of the opportunity. And always tough when you lose it on a double fault. But Millman played a terrific match down the stretch when he needed to.
So Dominic Team goes down in his first match on tour in 10 months. And Chris, coming back from a, a really tough injury, wrist injuries, tough to come back from. What did you think of his form going three sets against Milman? All in all, I thought he had to be pretty pleased with how he played. I mean, he played a challenger a few weeks ago and lost, I think it was in straight sets, to I think the number one seed of a challenger guy ranked outside the top 100. So for him to come back against a worthy competitor in John Millman, push him to three sets, I think he sees some things that he can improve, things that he plans on improving. But all in all, I mean, just coming back with a wrist injury, something that's very sensitive like that, take your time, and he's easing himself back into it. I think he'll be just fine. Yeah, I think the wrist injuries can be tricky because how will you feel the ball when you come back, and especially if it's your dominant hand uh, versus your non-dominant hand. And I think for team, it's about getting these matches early on, really making sure he's 100% healthy. He got COVID after that loss, so, you know, that took a little bit of a reset for him. But I think overall, the fact that he was able to go three sets, if he can recover well and really learn from that match, a couple of key moments where, you know, he can maybe make a few adjustments at the net being more aggressive. I think that's where team would want to be going into what is his favorite surface. All right. Well, Chris decided not to play in Barcelona, but six Americans <laughs> did sign up to play in that tournament. Three of them played today. We start with Seb Corda coming off a great win over Carlos Alcaraz last week in Monte Carlo, taking on a Spanish qualifier, Carlos Taberner. I think today was just a rough day for Sebi. You know, he never seemed to really find his range from the ground seemed to just kind of miss timing on balls that he, we're so accustomed to seeing him make. From the ground, typically the backhand is oh so reliable. Nets one there for the set. But even not just that, into the second set, Sebi still just couldn't really get himself into the match. On serve, on return from the ground, it was just a bit of a rough day for him. Didn't win a single point on Cabernet's second serve. 0 for 7 on second serve points in this entire match. Now, Carlos served a very high percentage of first serve, but as well as Sebi returns with his length and his size and his comfort on play, it's a bit surprising to see that, but I think he's going to work. He's going to correct it. He'll be just fine. We hope to see him back out here competing again. So Korda out in straight sets there. Brandon Nakashima, his first career matchup ever against the great clay quarter, Casper Ruud. Yeah, I think at this point, Casper Ruud is establishing himself as the great player, Casper Ruud, not so much just the clay quarter anymore. At seven in the world, he's doing what we come to see and expect from him, dictating with the forehand, opening up the court with the backhand, which then sets him up for an easy forehand put away right here. There's no chance Nakashima has on that. On the dirt, Casper Ruud's forehand, is incredibly heavy. I played him in Indian Wells this year. I got to get a taste of how heavy it is on a slow hard court. So if you add clay into the mix, I promise you it, it's a lot more difficult to handle than it might seem. Came out, played extremely well, pretty straightforward, comprehensive plan for Casper Ruud. For the number two seed, he's moving on into the next round. And for Nakashima, I'm sure he's going to look forward to getting back out there and competing against him. All right, continuing the theme of tough draws for Americans today, Mackie McDonald has to take on Diego Schwartzman. Yeah, it's so tough to beat these guys on this surface in particular, and Schwartzman's such a good mover, but he can also attack the forehand, creating an almost impossible angle there. And he just got on top of McDonald early in this match. You see the court coverage so far behind the baseline, but again, just has such beautiful balance and court sense. McDonald trying to be a little bit more aggressive, but it created a few more unforced errors, and, you know, that's not a great combination. Start of the second set, Schwartzman just kept doing what he was doing. Got a little more aggressive using the drop shot there. And McDonald, he's got some good speed on the surface, but he was up against a guy who's even better in the speed department, in the court coverage department. And 
Schwartzman there, again, just able to control the play, control the tempo of the match. And on red play, when you have trouble pushing an opponent around, it's almost impossible you know, to try to get the win. This is a nice victory for Diego Schwartzman. So, American men, six men entered, only one remains. Francis Siapa, who hasn't played yet, they're 0-5. They lost all six of their sets today, Chris. So, you're one of the American men out there. What would you say to your fellow Americans after a day like that? Well, I think we have to put things in perspective here. Two of the guys that we're talking about played two guys who arguably are top five clay quarters in the world. And so... Obviously, yes, they want to go out there, they want to compete, but also that's their first matches on the red clay this year as well. So let's kind of let's dial it back, put things in perspective. You know, these guys are just getting over to Europe, trying to get, get acclimated. we still got weeks before the French Open. I'm pretty sure they're going to be fine. In the case of Sebi, I know he's going to be fine. Seb, <laughs> this is one of those matches in which we've all had. You just got to ball up the piece of paper of notes, throw it away, don't even look at it. Sebi's going to be fine. Sebi's more than comfortable on clay. His very first tour title came on clay. He will be fine. He will make the necessary adjustments to come back. And I'm sure in Madrid, we're going to see a very different level from all three of these guys. I think, you know, these are the types of matches when you're starting your clay court season, the red clay season, that you want to start to get your legs under. You want to start to look at how you're developing your points, get more comfortable with the movement, and learn from these types of matches against some of the best clay court players in the world. It's tough. It's a tough draw, but in these tournaments, you're going to have multiple difficult draws. So I think the big thing is just to keep building, keep working, and you're building towards the, the major, Roland Garros. I think keeping that in mind is going to be important. But certainly it's early. No need to panic yet. Just keep getting down and, and doing the work under pressure. All right. Well, Chris Eubanks off to a flying start here on TC Live. Like you've done this before. Very impressive. We'll, come, we'll let you try another segment. We'll come back, take a break. We're going to keep him here. When we come back, more highlights from the European Red Clay. Plus, she became the number one ranked American earlier this year. Now, find out what changed to her career Daniel Collins is making when we come back on TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Make Tennis.com your online information source throughout the Tennis Channel's Road to Roland Garros presented by ZipRecruiter. Stay current with live match scoring, draws, rankings, and all the latest player and tournament news. Visit Tennis.com today. Well, we saw her win on a big comeback match earlier today, and Bianca Andrescu got warm and fuzzy. Describe your ideal pool party. <laughs> oh, Palm Springs. I'll wow. take the ball. I can take okay. the ball. Um, ideal pool party. Let's see. Well, I'm staying at a beautiful house here, so I'd stay at my house. Okay. I'd bring a couple tennis players that okay. I'm pretty close with. Yep. Um, I'd keep my team there, my yep. parents there, little Coco. Um, I'd actually bring, bring Donna Vecic because she has a little dog as well. And Perfect. hopefully, you know, our dogs can get along. Yep. Good drinks, good music, no tennis. This is just yep. complete yep. relaxation yep. away from the game. Love those warm and fuzzies. You can check them out at tenniscanal.com. 
Lots more where these came from. And it's nice to see Bianca in a comfy setting, some comfy slippers on there as well. Okay, when we come back, Ash Barty, she couldn't stay away from competing for very long. We'll tell you when and where her next competition will be when we come back on TC Live. Welcome back to TC Live, our road to Roland Garros. Just getting going here as we're in four different cities this week. We head to Madrid, where the men and the women will be in action next week. Then they'll be in Rome before we get to the Roland Garros qualifiers. And then Roland Garros kicking off May 22nd. So you'll want to keep it right here pretty much all the way through June. To Stuttgart we go now. And Coco Goff making her clay court debut against a tough opponent, Daria Kasatina. Yeah, this is one of those difficult first-round matchups for both players. And it was Goff who got off to the quick start, got up four love in this first set. But Kasatina did a good job, settled in, did not panic, started turning things around, got the break initially, and then started dictating play, started controlling the court, hitting through big lanes. She had more margin than Goff, a little higher over the net inside the lines. And, you know, golf, the backhand was working, but the forehand she struggled with. And it was difficult to get under some of those slices from Kasatkina. And after taking the last six games to take the first set, Kasatkina continued with that momentum in the first game. But golf made a mini run here, won two games in a row. But then Kasatkina again was able to grab hold of this match and in the end was just the more solid player. So a tough loss for Coco Goff after a good start and her clay court debut does not go well. Chris, she's had good results on clay courts in the past. It's a surface she should feel good about. What did you see in her game today that needs to be improved before we get to Roland Garros? I think right now it's just about getting more match play and and she hasn't played in a while. So just kind of getting back, feeling that pressure of producing your shots under pressure. It's something you can't really simulate in practice. You're right. She does love the clay. She plays extremely well on the clay. I think her movement might be one of the best parts of her game besides her backhand. But I think it's just going to come. It's going to take a little bit of time. Like you pointed out, the forehand, there were some signs there of some things that maybe she could work on and improve. But I think all in all, she has a good head on her shoulder. She knows she's going to go back. She's going to watch this match. She's going to figure out ways in which she's going to be better. And I think come Madrid and come Rome and whatever event she's playing following, she'll be just fine. Yeah, I think that is one of the real strengths of Coco Golf and her tennis game. The fact that, you know, she takes information, processes it so well in matches, makes adjustments. You know, she's so motivated, competes beautifully, and has got this will of iron. Uh, but I think for Golf, she's got to work on on the clay in particular, developing her points strategically, how to dictate, you know, how to control play, how to get inside the court, which is where she's at her best. I mean, she's one of the more athletic players out there. And there were too many points where she was behind the baseline, missing, you know, a little uncertain about the forehand, maybe second guessing it now. Uh, So I think that's a, a real struggle when you get onto this surface and you're not as confident with certain shots in your game. I think she's got time to improve that. But, you know, those are some of the things she would go back to the drawing board and work on. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to the drawing board of the social net. Let's see what folks are doing out there in social media. And we start with another American woman, top-ranked American woman, Danielle Collins. She made some news today, an agent change. Chris, she actually is joining your agent, IMG, joining the same group you're with. What do you think this means for her? 
first off, welcome to the IMG family, Danielle. We're uh, great to have you. We know that obviously the IMG team is going to do everything they can to really enhance your marketability and just really allow her to focus on tennis. I think that's one of the most important things for tennis players. We have to focus on being on the court and we need our team to be able to handle everything else around. Zero down in my mind, Danielle will have the best team possible. So I'm very excited to see her and very excited to officially welcome her to the IMG family. Yeah, and this is an important time in a player's career. Danielle Collins inside the top 10 has had a big start to this year. And this is where you want to maximize those deals, start getting a little money flowing off the court as well as on. And we know how intense, how great a player Danielle Collins is. But this is certainly another step in, in her career. And uh, it's great news. And I think it's Jill Smoller, that division uh, of IMG. Uh, that she's going to be working with, so a lot of positives there. Chris, we'll make sure the folks at IMG get a tape of this. Uh, you did a very nice job carrying the flag there Please for do. IMG. Please do. Thank you. Meanwhile, of course, the number one player in the world who just retired recently, Ash Barty, she couldn't stay away from competitive sports for very long. And, of course, she's the defending champion and would have been in Stuttgart if she had chosen to play in this event. And now she's... Picking up a golf club. She's going to play in an event right here in the United States, in New Jersey. This will be a summer golf event. She'll be teaming up with some other uh, celebs and playing right outside the USA. Chanda, what do you think? A future in golf, perhaps, for Barty? I mean, it's just amazing when you look at the athlete Ash Barty is. And I'm not a big golfer, but, you know, to my unpracticed eyes, she looks pretty good. I mean, she that looks picture perfect, almost textbook there. And to be able to make that transition, I know how much she loves playing golf, has for many years. But to make this transition so seamlessly, it's pretty special. I don't think this surprises anyone. I think everyone mm -hmm. kind of knew Ash is such a competitor, and she's so gifted in so many different aspects, not just tennis. She also plays cricket. She's a, an incredible golfer. So this doesn't really surprise anyone. She's still young. She still has those competitive juices. She wants to find an outlet to, to you know, kind of release and get out there and just feel that rush of uh, competitiveness again. I think she's found it. So I'm really looking forward to, to kind of following her results and seeing how well she does. Chanda, I was surprised they got her to leave Australia for an event all the way in New Jersey. She talked a lot about not really liking to travel, but for golf, she's doing it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you wonder what's coming into the pockets of these, you know, athletes. It's a bang blockbuster event uh, with a lot of great athletes, including Ash Barty. So it'll be fun to see. All right, we'll see how that plays out. Meanwhile, we got more tennis coming at you starting at 5 a.m. Eastern time. Barcelona and Belgrade back in action along with the women in Istanbul. Then Stuttgart gets going at 6.30. TC Live and Encore coverage following that. Back with more TC Live in a minute. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. shot of the day and it's John Millman here in the New York court against Dominic Team. Team goes for the drop shot, lob over Millman. This is typically a position you want to be in if you're a team, but not if you hit a volley like that. Millman tracks it down, running forehand cross for the winner. 
for John Milner. I mean, Chris, be honest. This is a slow day when this is our hot shot. I mean, yesterday, I think it was a behind-the-back like, winner or something, <laughs> like, or to keep the point alive. And today, you know, just every day can't be a perfect day. <laughs> well, that's true. I'm going to ask you to say my name again. Oh, We'll deal with that in the green room after the show. Wednesday's featured matches coming up. And the two number one seeds on the men's side, both in action. Novak Djokovic trying to get his 2022 season on track. He'll be in action. And Stefano Tsitsipas after the championship run in Monte Carlo. He'll be back in action in Barcelona. A couple other matches to look at there. Chanda, I'll start with you. Emma Rodriconu, she is now 4-8. and eight on tour since her U.S. Open championship last year, taking on Storm Sanders, an Australian. What are you going to be looking for for Radhikanu to show signs that she's ready to break out? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously physically, you know, it, can she stay healthy, you know, through an entire match if she wins into the next match? I mean, that's been a little bit of a struggle for her. And also how she builds her points, how she starts to work on controlling play, that's been a bit more of a challenge, especially as she's gotten more matches, which she doesn't have, you know, a lot of experience under her belt, even though she is a U.S. Open champion. So building in these kinds of matches against different styles of opponents, Storm Sanders is a nice player from the ground. She can come in. She's comfortable at the net. So it will allow Raducanu to get into some, some rallies, but she'll also have to be aggressive when she can. She's also dealing with some blisters that she uh, got during the Billie Jean King Cup play as well. So she may have a health issue to deal with also. Absolutely. But also, I think Storm Sanders, just like Shanda said, can give her some problems. She's a lefty. She has good hands. She's not afraid to come to net and just kind of make things a little bit awkward. I, I know Emma is a Grand Slam champion. She is a U.S. Open champion. There's no doubt about that. But I think this entire circus around her between now the expectation that maybe she has on herself coming to tournaments that she wasn't playing main draw a few years ago. She's just now kind of getting that first time at main draw of Roland Garros Wimby. It's an adjustment. I think she'll handle it just fine. All right. Well, your debut here on TC Live. Awesome. Solid. <laughs> Welcome to the Tennis you. Channel family. Yes, yes. Great to have you here. He'll be back Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow on TC Live, but more tennis coming at you as Encore coverage continues of all the Clay Court events. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Enjoy your Tennis Tuesday.